You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Rusquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. Welcome back. Uh, I've spent the last few weeks going to a number of uh, Jewish and technology conferences. I feel like I'm a little con- on conference overload. Um, but I want to talk to them, talk about them a little bit here. I may come back and talk more specifically about the individual conferences at a future time. But I wanted to just kind of talk about conferences. Um, the first conference I went to was called TechCrunch Disrupt New York City. Um, it's a technology conference where uh, new products were launched and interviews were held, and there was this exhibit area. And it was in the middle of Yemensville in, in, on, on 12th Avenue by the piers. It was actually an, in a pier area. Um, and it was, you know, a technology conference. Uh, about 10 days later, I went to the Jewish Futures Conference, which is a project put together by the Jewish Education Project and... Uh, and Jesna, and supported by UJA Federation, as well as a number of other places. And this was a four-hour conference. I think it was four hours. Uh, yeah, three-and-a-half or four-hour conference, where, again, they were talking about kind of, you know, some of the new folks who were doing Jewish, interesting Jewish ed projects, um, and then had some really interesting Jewish ed people who were doing projects that have been around for a little longer, talking about what they're doing, and uh, thinking about, you know, the cloud, which, you know, that was kind of the theme of the overall event. Um, and uh, once again, this was, you know, uh, it, it was co- the connection between technology, some of it was a connection between technology and uh, and Jewish education. So again, that melded very well with what, uh, what Jcast Network is all about. Finally, I spent um, most of last week or two weeks ago at uh, the Blog World and New Media Expo, which is a conference, excuse me, Blog World New Media Expo, yes, that's the name of it, excuse me, um, which is a, and I went on the podcasting track, um, and it was a three-day conference at the Javits Center, which for those who are not in New York is like a really large exhibit area conference center, again, in the middle of Yemensville in 12th, on 12th Avenue. So my first complaint, aside from the Jewish Futures Conference, which is only a few blocks away from me and walkable, um, was the schlep factor for conferences. I mean, obviously, that's not really what I want to talk about. And in comparison to actually traveling all over the country or the world for conferences, going to 12th Avenue is not a, something to complain about. Um, what I really wanted to talk to is that like, I actually have a very strange experience with conferences. I'm not someone who generally likes to go to conferences. However, for a number of years, I put on a conference myself. I mean, not myself, but I was uh, the conference assistant and then the conference coordinator for CAGE, uh, now defunct, the Coalition for the Advancement of Jewish Education, or the Conference on Alternatives in Jewish Education. And um, so it's interesting that, you know, experiencing... So that was, I went to a lot of those conferences, obviously, um, but experienced those conferences as the person who was putting them together. And now... Um, was just a participant. Um, And I was thinking, when I started at CAGE, I really believed that we were a Jewish education conference, a conference for Jewish educators to learn the skills that they needed in order to go back and um, 
and learn, you know, and, and, and be better teachers in the supplementary schools, in the day schools, in the camps, in the, you know, all of the different ways that Jewish education happens. Um, upon reflection years later, I think I've come to the conclusion that I don't actually think that we were a Jewish education conference, but we were a Jewish community conference. Um, while we did definitely teach, you know, new methods to teach Olive Bet or, you know, You Be the Judge, a program on how to get Jew, uh, student kids to, to look at, at, at the questions that are raised in, in, in Jewish texts, um, it was more about just being a community of learners and a community who had a shared experience. Um, we had so many conference attendees from little towns. Uh, what, the conference often would, would take place in, at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas, which is kind of the funniest place on earth for a Jewish, you know, to think of Jewish educators. First of all, Trinity University, Trinity, I mean, just who would think? They, they, they are the best people in, who we had. They knew how to make an Arif better than anyone else. I mean, it's, fu- it's funny that way. And San Antonio, Texas is not what you would think of as kind of, you know, a booming Jewish metropolis. But the, even on the years when we weren't at Trinity, you know, San Antonio Texans would, and, 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 and I'm using that only as an example, would come to our conference wherever we were. And while they did want to learn things, they really came so they didn't feel so isolated. Um, the work that they were doing was was important work, and they felt committed to it. But they were isolated by the experience of running of of doing it all alone. And so, as much as we we provided educational materials, we actually provided them a place to feel like they weren't alone, that they were a part of a larger community, uh, geared towards a larger project. Um, and I think at all three of the conferences that I've attended over the past few weeks. That was as much of the role as anything else. Um, At the Jewish Futures Conference, um, it was really about community. Um, The event took place in one room around, uh, you know, round tables. Uh, There were probably 400 people there, which was amazing. But as much as important as the experience of listening to the speakers was that time when we were then asked a question and got to share and communicate with the people at our table, and then we had to switch tables in order to really feel like we were creating community and networking. And then the you know the hour that was spent or 45 minutes that was spent on dinner was as important as anything else that was going on at the conference um, because it allowed for people who were involved in Jewish education in one format or another to connect and to feel connected and to get that they weren't alone um, in what they were doing. So I thought that whole thing was really interesting. Um, and I wonder whether, whether to what degree uh, David Breifman and his team who put on the Jewish Futures Conference actually thought about that um, and you know how much of it was to show off new information and how much was it to create a community. Um, at the Blog World and New Media Expo, which I again went to finally at the end, um, I was on a pod. I went on the podcasters track because I'm a podcaster, um, and they had two sessions going on simultaneously in each of the session times that were going on throughout the conference. It was three days, and so there was maybe twelve sessions a day. You know, six slots a day, and or twelve sessions a day, um, and it was a small group who were podcasters who were on that track. But um, again, it was an interesting experience to say we're not alone here, that we were 
um, listening to people who are going through a lot of the same challenges as we, um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and just sharing that shared experience. So I thought that was really fascinating. Um, you know, and, you know, I learned some trip tips and tricks from the people who were on the panels in the conversations in the, um, I got some great data from Edison Research about, you know, the numbers of podcasts, and it's amazing to see what those numbers are, and I'm going to t- sure I'm going to write a whole episode about that in the weeks to come. But it was equally kind of exciting or interesting to just say, hey, we're not alone. Um, another component um, that was in all of these conferences was the expo area, and especially at CAGE, when I was at CAGE, um, the expo area took a huge piece of especially when I was a conference assistant in my first few years there, I spent one of my main jobs was the expo area, uh, organizing it, um, etc. And when I was there, I kind of felt like, why am I not doing the education piece? I'm doing the expo piece. And the reason the expo piece was important to the organization was it actually was, you know, a not a non minor uh, income stream. Uh, But what I've but it was also more than that. Um, and now as a visitor to conferences or an attendee of conferences, the expo area, when convenient, and each of these conferences had pretty convenient, excuse me, the two tech conferences had pretty convenient expo areas. Um, it was really important in a way that I never realized when I was at Cage. I mean, I was looking for server opportunity, you know, options or, or looking for monetization ideas. And the exhibitors there um, provided a lot of kind of information and it was a great place to schmooze with people who were kind of also there uh, in ways that I just really never thought would be. Uh, so, you know, by being an attendee at a conference when I've always been a planner of them, I had a really interesting, unexpected experience. Um, I think I'm going to talk more about individual pieces of each of these conferences in future episodes. But I did want to just kind of share an overview of some of the experiences I had uh, attending uh, TechCrunch Disrupt New York and the Jewish Futures Conference, and then finally uh, Blog World and New Media Expo over the past few weeks. Um, and I think I may have actually become a convert to conferences, even if I'm not going to learn anything. Being with other people who are doing similar work is uh, non-minor. Finally, as a kind of a, a postscript, I just want to share two uh, opportunities with you, my listener. Um, one of them I mentioned in the last episode, one of them I did not. Um, if you're trying to figure out the best way to listen to podcasts, um, I have two two offers for you. The first is the one I mentioned last week, which is Downcast, which is a great podcatcher and pod listening, podcast listening project. Um, and you can, for your iPhone or iPad. Um, and I have now nine uh uh, promo codes for free downloads of the podcast of the podcast of the project of Downcast, which is otherwise I think a five dollar purchase. Um, and in order to receive that, all you need to do is go to iTunes and choose any podcast that you listen to, whether it's Jcast Journey, uh, Regashel Ivrit, Two Minutes of Torah, Oive Isn't a Strategy, whatever show you've been listening to and liking, uh, write a review. And then send me an email um, or a Facebook message saying you've written a review and I will send you a promo code. I've got nine left to give out and really would love to give them out. Um, and we thank the folks at Downcast for their uh, generosity. Uh, secondly, 
I want to tell you about Stitcher uh, Internet Radio. Stitcher is a, another great project, um, and I got some time at uh, the New Media Expo to talk with Noah Shanick, who is their CEO and founder, um, about Stitcher. Um, and it's a great way to listen to not just Jcast Network podcasts, but all really interesting podcasts. Um, and it streams instantly, updates automatically. It's a great program. Um, and I use it all the time and you can now connect it to your Facebook account so other people can find out what you're listening to. You can, you don't have to, but you can. Um, Stitcher will in the months ahead be being put into, uh, cars this year. It's in a a million and a half cars. And as of next year, I think it'll be in three and a half million cars, just along with Pandora and all of the other kind of online music opportunities. So think of Pandora, of Stitcher as Pandora for talk. Um, and I invite you to download it by going to stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com slash Jcast, J-C-A-S-T. Um, download it from there. Um, and when they ask you where you heard about Stitcher, uh, type in Jcast, J-C-A-S-T. Um, all of our shows will automatically get listed in your favorites, which means that you won't have to then find us. Um, and you can start listening, um, and it'll let you know when new shows have 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 uh, popped, have have shown up on the network, and it'll be a really it's a really great way to listen to your podcasts. So uh, download uh, Stitcher.com/slash/jcast, or if you're more interested in Downcast, that's another opportunity. Um, and I want to thank both of them for uh, being part of uh, or allowing me to be part of their connected world. Um, thanks so much, and see you in two weeks.